What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Millennial Club. It's yes, your boy, sir. Coach. And guess who I have in the building, y'all? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Niles Curry. Yes, Niles sir. Curry. <laughs> What's going on, baby? Appreciate you for having me on this this blessing of a podcast that you have, my Man, God. it's a privilege. I'm happy to have you on my show. Thank you, thank you. It's been a long time coming. Um, I've been missing the action, but with the first episode back, yes, I feel sir. like I got... Somebody special. Oh, yeah, you know it. And today, what we talking about? Ooh, religion. Hold on now. Now, see, when it comes to religion, everybody want to shy away. Ain't no, ain't nobody got time for that today. Ooh. It's going down today. Questions will be asked. Answers will be given. And it's up to you for your interpretation. Perfect, perfect. I like the way you, the energy you got right oh, now, Oh, come kid. on, baby. You know, I ain't come to play with these folks. I ain't come to play at all. We're going to keep it a whole buck because this stuff is what's going to help the next generation be focused. It's okay. going to help this current generation be focused. And that's what's needed, baby. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Let's do it. All right, so give me a little background information as to how you were introduced to the church okay. and describe that experience. Okay, so for me growing up, church has always been a background for me. My mm-hmm. grandfather on my dad's side was a minister. My dad is a minister. Uh, I grew up in ministry, so it was mm-hmm. one of the things that was kind of just a part of the foundation of me being a young kid. Um, I was in churches. I was involved dancing, singing, acting, whatever the case was. Um, for me, it was a little bit of a struggle earlier on just because I didn't know specifically what it meant to be a, a Christian. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is to be a Christian based off of your parents' perspective because they're leading you. Mm-hmm. But as you get older and you start to experience God for yourself, that's when you develop your own personal relationship with God, which is what Christianity to me is all about. Mm-hmm. It's all about a spiritual connection. It's not so much just about it being a religious view. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with me growing up, realizing how God was in my life, how he's shown himself to be fruitful and multiplying in the various aspects of my own life, I took that and I ran with it. And to this day, I'm always going to be a Christian. I'm always going to be faith-based because of how I've seen God be real in my own life. Wow. So what is your personal attachment to God? So when it comes to me, and I look at a lot of folks because, see, a lot of folks will see that, okay, man, I grew up in the church, boom, boom, boom. But that doesn't always keep you there. So for me, when I actually saw how real God was in my life, when he opened up opportunities, he opened up doors, and I showed myself to be diligent based off of the actual word of God that I studied as a kid, it was simply a thing where my own personal relationship with God is what led me to be the person that I am today. Mm. When I look at how a lot of people are when it comes to their own just connections in general, a lot of the stuff that they base off of isn't off of their own personal relationship. Mm. It's something when you are at your guttermost. I'm talking like you below the dirt. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Lord, this is the only thing that I know. And that's just to call your name to ask you for guidance. Yeah. And you got to be able to keep pushing knowing that he has your best interest at heart, bro. Okay, so when you say that, I, I'd like for you to get give me an example. Give my audience an example. Like okay. When you were at your worst, you know what I'm saying? When were you at your lowest point, it, it, what was th- what was it that you knew that, that was that spiritual intervention? like? Okay. So I'm going to take you back to, it was a time, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the uh, Kyle Parkway area where the SunTrust uh, Stadium Park is. And my dad used to drive, it's crazy, this was before SunTrust was even there. It was just 85 Circle area okay. uh, right by Cumberland Mall. My dad used to drop me off at the corner of that freeway mm-hmm. around 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay. This is when I was in college. I was in college, didn't have a car, just trying to work. You know, I was working in school, working, going to school. I had two part-time jobs, taking the bus and trains to, the, you know, as my transportation. So my dad would drop me off 4 o'clock. And I mind you, the first bus, and this ain't Marta, this is CCT, so this is Cobb mm-hmm. County Transit. A lot of people didn't know that the first bus doesn't run until 5.15 in the morning. Mm. So if I'm getting dropped off at four, I got to figure out what I'm going to do for the next hour and 15 minutes before the bus comes. Okay. So my whole thing was I just knew that this wasn't what I wanted 
it's not that bad when it's warm outside. But, bro, when it's 20-something degrees outside yeah, and you sitting out there waiting for that bus yeah, and you know your passions, you know what you're doing this for, and it's taking some time for that stuff to come to fruition, you looking at God like, I know you real in my life, but what am I going to do from here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's the next level? Because, see, the thing about it is a lot of people don't understand. When you take a public transportation, it's gotten a little bit better now, but back then... yeah. It was, folks, I had the door closed on me when I was on the train, and the train kept going. Like, I've had all kind of stuff happen to me. I was standing on the corner ready to uh, go to school, waiting on the bus stop. It's all I had on my headphones. It was a whole bus that came by with, like, one of those mobile homes on it. Mm-hmm. Clipped my shoulder. Wow. Literally lost all of the feeling in my shoulder, like, 15 seconds later, because the adrenaline was running, so I wasn't feeling it at first. Yeah. 15 seconds later, bro, I couldn't feel my arm. Wow. Literally, I ain't even going to get into all of the particulars about everything. I'm going to just give you another example. Um, this is probably the most important example. 2015, I got my first car, bro. It was a 2005 Honda Elantra. Okay. Super small, had the antenna drawn that, like, didn't disappear. It was just the one that stuck <laughs> on the back of your, of, your, of your trunk. Yeah. So I was in there. I just left school. I was at KSU, Clark, uh, excuse me, Kennesaw State University, leaving school, driving home. I just got through working out with one of my friends. Got tired. Fell asleep at the wheel, bro. Wow. wow. Fell asleep at the wheel. Literally, I made it. That's the crazy thing. I made it through 75. I made it through 285. I'm on the regular road. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep at the wheel. I'm going like 60. Wow. I literally swerved from one lane to the next lane over all the way. Clipped the 18-wheeler, hit the 18-wheeler twice, wow. and then hit another car after hitting the 18-wheeler. And I'm standing here talking wow. to you today. So it's like when you have instances, and it don't have to be that extreme, but for me, that was a turning point. Because number one, it was like, I thank God that I'm here. Exactly. And at the same time, there's no denying that God was protecting me in that situation. Mm-hmm. Airbag came out. The front wheel was under the car, like axle wow. bent, like jacked up. The lady came to me. She was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? I could barely speak, but I told her I just nodded my head, yes. She was like, you got to think about, you know, how you're going to handle this because the police are on the way. We all saw you merge from one lane all the way over. Yeah. So it was just like, you got to figure out how you're going to handle it and everything. But for me, a logistics aside, it was just about, like, there's no other way I can actually explain me surviving this other than God's grace and mercy in my life. Exactly. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. man. Everybody got a story. Everybody does have a yeah. story, man. You have a phenomenal story. So, okay, let me ask you this. Um, what would you say is the driving force behind your faith? Honestly, bro, when I think about everything that's around us, specifically me working in news, working in production, seeing the stories that come on TV every single day, it's hard for me to not realize that God's in the midst. Because mm. when I think about it's simple stories, like you think about your local news station. Their report, they're good. Like, let's let's take about it. It's seven o'clock in the morning. They're getting ready for a nine o'clock show. There are reports of people that have passed that they didn't know were coming. Like, if you just just think about that simple thing, mm-hmm. they're about to report on people that have already passed that no one else saw coming. The next day, we're going to be talking about people that have passed on the way to work or on the way to school or whatever. The next day is people. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. people pass and you just don't know. Exactly. So for me, when I think about the opportunities where I could have been gone. Yeah. But the fact that I'm still here, like we don't. There's simple things that we don't take uh, lightly or that we do take lightly that we shouldn't. There's something simple as getting in your car, going to work. Mm-hmm. Getting your car, going to school. Exactly. Getting your car to go see a family. Everybody doesn't make that that transition like other people do. Yeah. So for me, see, seeing the simple day to day things where okay, I didn't get a car accident this morning, but a mile away somebody did, and it was two people that died. 
Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's simple yeah. things like that that I take into consideration that I know, okay, God is real in my life because I honor him and respect him the best what I can. Nobody's perfect. Exactly. But we strive to be Christ-like in what do we do. Yeah. So. so let me ask you this. Have you ever had a situation where you kind of deviated away from the church? Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, it's about to get heavy now. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I gave you a little bit of life stuff at first, but yeah, it's about to get heavy. So for me... Being as involved in the church as I was, a lot of that came from my parents being heavily involved. So because they were involved, I naturally had to be involved. Okay. It's like it was like going to school. Like I'm at the church three, four times a week mm. doing different ministries, activities, classes, all these different well, actual service, whatever it was. Okay. So for me, I got frustrated because I saw that people in the church weren't living the lifestyle that they were portraying. Okay. And that really pissed me off. And okay. it was like Y'all spend so much time saying certain things and doing certain things in front of people. But when I see you outside, it's as if this person isn't even close to the person that you're Mm. portraying. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's like the blind leading the blind. Like, I'm trying to tell you what to do, and you're not even doing what it is that you're telling me to do. You know what I'm saying? It's a scripture where it talks about folks are so much, I'm just paraphrasing, Folks that are so uh, focused on getting the uh, beam out of your eye or the speck out of your eye when they have an own beam in their own. Exactly. And so for me, I got too frustrated with seeing people that were so focused on trying to help someone else fix their problems. And I'm like, you're not even taking time to deal with your own. Mm. So for me, seeing that disconnect and not even the genuine help, that bothered me. That matter of fact, like I said, it pissed me off because it's like you trying to tell me how to handle something when you've never been in mm-hmm. a situation like mine. Yes. You don't know what it's like to literally take, to 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 to, to be alone in a way, as far as how you go about living your day-to-day life. Like, you don't have what it, you don't know what it's like to not have certain stabilities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your parents can only do so much. So when you're out there in the real world trying to make it work for yourself, you don't always have everybody waiting hand and foot on you. Yes. So if I was having people come in, giving pieces of advice, it was like, what do you know? You know what I'm saying? You're safe. You're you're in a safe haven. You're guarded. Exactly. You have people that are catered to you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what do you know about the real hustle and bustle of life? Mm. And so for me, dealing with folks who didn't know, it created a disconnect. Mm. But I will say this, just an encouraging word for those that are listening. That's why it's important to have your own personal relationship with God. Yeah. Because if you look at other people and how they go about having their relationship, you're going to be jacked up for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So once you had your own personal relationship and you realize how good God has been towards you, that allows things to be a lot smoother in your life. And is that how you were able to come back to the church? And- Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing I will say was the biggest thing I chose to do was not be so focused on giving so much time and attention to the church, but to God. Mm. And when I say to God, that means doing things that are outside of church. If for most people, when you're in church, you know the word. Okay. You know how the word works. You know how God is. You know the songs, all that stuff. The people that need to hear it the most, I promise you, are the ones that aren't in church. Okay. It's the ones that you see on the outside. It's when you see on your college campuses, on your jobs, um, just in regular day to day hustle and bustle. Like those are the people that I feel personally need the word the most. So for me, I were really focused on, okay, instead of talking to the folks that I know know the word, let me reach the people that who don't know and meet them where they are, mm-hmm. let them know to see God in me, and then I can build a relationship with that person. It's not about shoving Jesus down folks' throat. Yeah, you're right. Have you ever had experience where you were trying to, like, you know, carry out God's work and trying to just pu- push the word on somebody yeah. and it kind of backfired on yeah. you? Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll tell this story. This is uh, one of my favorite stories that kind of sparked a little bit um, in me. When I was younger, 
I was actually with a group of guys and we, you know, out in Centennial Olympic Park ministering to people. I was younger, so I was just passing our tracks saying Jesus loves you, whatever. Okay. And so it was like maybe 40 degrees outside. It was pretty cold, you know what I'm saying? We had hot chocolate and grits for the people, you know what I'm saying? So they could stay warm. And this one guy in particular, I just a little kid, went up to him and was like, hey, Jesus loves you. Like, bro, I don't want to hear that. Like, I'm out here homeless. Yeah. Like, I'm Damn. struggling. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I know he loved me, but the, if he really loved me, will he let me be in this position? Mm. And me being a kid, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I hate that you're homeless. Yeah. But all I was told was, hey, when you give out a track, let him know that, you know, God loves him, all that good stuff. But it was at that point where my dad had saw that interaction. And on the, he was on the mic. So on the mic, he told me, he was like, Niles, don't be discouraged. A lot of people don't understand your journey and you don't understand their journeys. But exactly. you just allow yourself to show the love in that's within you from God to them. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Because, mm-hmm. see, everybody's not acceptable to wanting to hear just God right off. And so I challenge people out there, too, if you're trying to spread the message of God, if that's your mission, mm-hmm. meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. It's not always about just saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Find out who they are first. Right. Find out their right. name. Find right. out what they're into. Find out where they are in life. Find out their story. Because everybody has a story. Some of the best stories that I've ever heard have come from people that have been less fortunate, whether they're in homeless shelters, um, unfortunately for women that are abused and in domestic housing opportunities that keep them from being in domestic homes. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, those people have some of the most deepest stories. So when you get to just talk and meet these people where they are, you'd be surprised at how you're able to reach them. <sighs> Bro. Come on, man. <laughs> it's a, getting heavy, bro. dog. It's getting heavy. Some folks don't want to hear oh, this stuff. I'm at a loss for words, man. Just just hearing your story, man. I feel yeah. like that's crazy. It's a blessing, man. I empathize with you, man. I, yeah. I feel like we come from the same background in a way. Just in, When you're talking about just coming from the church and yeah. just being raised in the church. Yeah. I wasn't raised in the church, but when I was finally introduced to the church, I tried to there do some go. of the same things, and yeah. I kind of ran across some of the same yeah. trials and tribulations. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you something. If you're not equipped to be able to deal yeah. with those, yeah. they can discourage you, man. You're right. They can put you in a place where it's like, bro, why am I even doing this? Mm. But just the, the those those couple bad apples, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't let those spoil So, your I mind. mean, okay, now when you say that, have you ever been in a situation where you were, not an argument, but mm-hmm. some people were like, okay, let, you know what? You're a man of God, right? Mm-hmm. You go to church, how about this? And they try to like, try to turn the scripture around. <laughs> <laughs> they try to turn the scripture on you. Like, okay, so yeah. what, the Bible says so, so, and so. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And yeah. it's just them trying to discourage you yeah. and try to manipulate you into thinking like, okay, maybe my faith and maybe what I'm, maybe the God, maybe the church yeah. isn't a real thing. Yeah. Ooh, How you feel about that? Yeah, man. It's, it's always going to be a few of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the people that are the most adamant about that in my life than the experiences that I've dealt with are older people. Okay. So they're ones that come from a generation where all they had was their faith. Okay. Like if you look at our previous generations, um, not even the civil rights era, but just way before then, 1800s, 1900s, where the majority of people of African-American descent and people of color were enslaved. Mm. So when you're enslaved, bro, yeah. and your mentality is, look, we just trying to figure out a way to make this life work, mm. the majority of times, all you got is your faith. All you have is a higher power that, Lord, I know you're going to help us get through this. Like, think about it as a slave, bro. Yeah, you're right. Like, anything that you do has repercussions, whether it's being whipped, whether it's death, whatever the case is. So religion was the focal point that you turned to. So when I think about those people that came and attacked me, it was frustrating, but I understood where they were coming from. Because you're coming from a generation where that was what you knew. Now, 
On the flip side, when I think about the ones that are younger that are asking me all these questions, my thing is you're asking a lot of questions because you have a lot of doubt. Mm-hmm. And my thing is faith without works is dead. So that means to me, in order for you to have a faith in something, you have to be able to believe something without actually seeing it. Yeah, exactly. Like you know your heart works, but well do said. you see it? You know you got oxygen, but do you see it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is I'm not about to go tit for tat, scripture by scripture, point by point to try to prove you. All I'm saying is I know how God has been real in my life. Mm-hmm. I know how to interpret things in, in correlation to my life and how things have been in um, in just in regard to my own situation. When, you, when I think about how a lot of people have so many questions and want to defend and get so frustrated and get into these moments and just want to argue and go tip for tap for folks, I'm like, that sounds like you unstable in whatever it is that you're doing now. Yeah. Like, you're so busy on trying to find fault in me and why it is that, oh, well, this may not make sense. It's a lot of stuff that don't make sense. Yeah. But you still have to find a way to take the good and make it work for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's something as simple as that. Okay. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Let's get into the scripture. What is your favorite Bible verse? And tell us the significance behind it being your favorite. Okay, so I'm going to go, ooh, it's a lot. But I'm going to go with Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 in the Old Testament. For the race isn't given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to him that endureth until the end. Mm. The reason that's my favorite scripture is when I break that scripture down, because I love taking scriptures. When I think about the Bible, it's the most translated book in of all time. Okay. And I think about Ecclesiastes 9-11, and the way I break it down is faith isn't, is, excuse me, the race isn't given to the swift. So that means it's not given to the person that's the fastest. Mm-hmm. Race isn't given to, it's not given to the strong. It's not given to the person that's the strongest. But to him that endureth until the end. And when I say endureth until the end, when I break that scripture down for me, it literally means that despite how everything is going on around you, it's not about trying to reach your goal the fastest. Mm-hmm. It's not trying about it's not about reaching your goal in the quickest way, the strongest way, but it's about having the patience to endure until the end. That's why patience is one of the fruits of the spirit that I feel is essential in living this life that we live. Mm-hmm. And the life that we live, not everything is handed to you, whether it's through social media whether it's through marketing, technology, resources, whatever it is that's available to you, everything is available to you. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that it's for you at that moment. So you have to be willing to be patient, put in the work. Yeah. And then once you put in the work, know that in due time, something that's greater is going to be on wow. the other side. Wow. So when did you start getting serious about the word? Because, you know, as kids, we, mm-hmm. we go to church, you know, yeah. we kind of just follow the um, the hustle and bustle and just yeah. the, the tradition of, like, my parents are going to church, I'm just going just to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? When did you start getting serious about the scripture and really trying to figure out your path within mm-hmm. the word? Honestly, bro, I was I always had it at a, a high priority in my life just because of how serious it was when it came to the foundation of me as a person okay but when i got to college look here man anybody <laughs> that knows what college is like let specifically i'm gonna talk to the people who know what college is like and know what it's like to grow up in a christian household okay because see, when you're in a christian household you're guarded yeah you don't they don't want you exposed to certain things depending on how serious the christian household is okay but when you get to college, it's all hands off. It's just like you do what you want to do. Yeah. Whether you're on campus, whether you have an apartment. For me, I saved up. I got a car first. Not even two months after that, I got an apartment. So mm-hmm. I knocked out two free birds in my own pen. I was like, look, I'm taking this, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. So as I actually was out there doing what it is that I wanted to do, I saw how real God was and the things that I was learning be real pertainable to life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started to see how it's important to know that you got to walk by faith, not by sight. Wow. Like, when you walk by faith and not by sight, 
like I say, I take every scripture that I know that I love and I break it down because walking by faith is what it is that you believe, not what it is that you see. Mm. And honestly, a lot of people, when you in college, you see a lot of stuff around you. You see, oh, I'm going to class. I'm supposed to get this degree. But do you have faith that you're going to take that degree with your works and you're actually going to get a real good job? Mm. Are you going to get the internship? Are you going to be able to know what it's like to balance for those that have to? School, work, family, whatever it is. It takes it takes faith and it takes work. Yeah. So for me, I was taking the biblical principles that I knew and I saw that, okay, these are very much so applicable in my real life. Mm-hmm. So as I started to see them and put two and two together, yeah. it was like, okay, this is something that is mandatory for me to be able to grow as a person. Okay. Because I'm not going to get caught up on the stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm going to focus on the things that do. Wow, bro. Look at you. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man, look. It's, it's, it, I will say oftentimes it's been a lonely road yeah. just because, see, I'll have this stance. Some folks will be like, damn, bro, like you done been through some stuff. And it's just like everybody has a story. Like everybody has yeah. things that they go through. It's just about you being humble enough to take that approach, to listen, to take what it is that you've dealt with and be a better person. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Come on, baby. I told you it was going to get deep, man. Okay, let me say something else. Okay, is there any story or individual out of the Bible that interests you the most? I mean, how many we got time for? <laughs> when I when I think about some of the stories in the Bible, man, yeah. you take someone like Jonah. Okay. Someone is Jonah. God gave him. I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole intricacy. I'm going to just break it down enough so where we can understand it and the viewers and listeners can understand it as well. Okay. So you had Jonah who was um, a man who got tasked to go to Nineveh to speak the word. Okay. Jonah was like, nah, I don't feel like doing it. Ran from God mm. to the point where he was like, bro, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction of the place. Like, God want me to go to California and I'm in Texas. I'm going to go to Atlanta. Exactly. It's just like, why are you going in the opposite direction <laughs> what it is that God told you to do, the place he wanted you to go? So bad to the point where God was like, okay, so you're going to ignore me? Cool. So had Jonah swallowed up. Oh, yeah. Swallowed up by the big fish. Yeah. This man is sitting inside this big fish like, I knew I should have did what I was supposed to do. I wouldn't even be stuck in this belly had I just did what God told me to do in the first place. Yeah. But pride got in the way. Ego got in the way. Yeah. Just a, a, a willingness to just, I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't have to do this. Yeah. Ended up being a situation where God was like, look, if you're not going to, I'm going to swallow you up. I'm going to let you think about why you should. I'm going to reveal myself again to you as to why you should. And when you go there and deliver the message that, I'm supposed, that you're supposed to deliver, you'll see why I tasked you to do it. So when I look at someone like that where Jonah knew what he was supposed to do, yeah. ran, God had him being in a place of humility where it's just like, look, I want you to sit here and think about what it is that I'm trying to tell you. Stop running and just focus on the gift that he had. Yeah. Like, God's not going to use nobody he don't see the gift in. Exactly. So he took him, put him in a place that he needed to be in, and was able to preach to the people in Nineveh and let them know what it was that he was supposed to do. Yeah. Another story. I'm going to think about, um, shoot, man, there's so many that come to mind. I guess I'll go with uh, Daniel and the Lions then. Mm-hmm. I'm going with some of the classics. I feel like a lot of people know about these. Yeah. Like, if you just take your modern dude today, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to give you a better one. I'm going to go with Joseph. Okay. I'm going to go with Joseph. Joseph, ain't, you know, he has brothers. Okay. He was the favorite, the youngest out of all of them. The brothers sold him into slavery. Like, can you imagine your closest boys? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're jealous of you because Pops is treating you better. You know what I'm saying? You got this coat of many colors where it was just he was he was giving these visions by God and things of that nature. Mm. Your brothers are hating on you so much. They, the best thing that they come up with is... We're going to sell this man into slavery. Mm. Sell him into slavery. 
Not only did they sell him into slavery, the thing is, because see, God was with him the whole time. And I feel like a lot of people need to realize that regardless of your situation, God is still with you. So I just want to interject that. Wow. In addition to that, so back to the story. So after Joseph gets sold into slavery, he goes to Egypt. He's in Egypt. He's, God works. He's able to work, work his way up and being a slave to the highest position where he's aiding Pharaoh, helping out Pharaoh. In the midst of him helping out Pharaoh, it's always a chick that gets in the way that messes with you. Always. So he gets in the way. If she gets in the way, tries to persuade him to do something he don't want to do, he ends up not doing it. He ends up having to go to jail because of it, because of the way that his wife portrayed the situation to be to her husband. Oh, he came on to me. You need to get rid of him. You can look into the, the story yourselves. But long story short, God spoke to Joseph while he was in prison, took him out of prison, gave him the highest position, powerful. And not only was he able to get in the high position of powerful, he still reached back out to his family. Wow. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when your family's like, look, we're starving. It's famine in the land. Boom, boom, boom. And you come back, and you don't even know that that's your youngest brother that's in charge of whether you be able to get some food or not. Can you imagine being in that situation? So it's just like, I'm, I'm like I said, you can go in there and reach, read the actual particulars of the story itself. But all I'm saying is, when I look at these stories of where... God has put these people in bad situations and yeah. still show himself to be real in their life. Yeah. Who am I to complain? Yeah. Okay, I don't have a car, but I wasn't sold into slavery. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And God still used him out of slavery. So if he can use him out of slavery, I know he can use me and not having a car. You're right. And it was something right. as simple as talking to the people that I'm at the bus stop with, talking to the people that I'm on the train waiting for, yeah. you know, waiting with. So it's just, it's simple things. So it's just like, never look at your situation as, oh, this is too hard. I don't know if this is going to work. God can use you at any point, at any given minute. You're right. You're right. Good example. Are you familiar with the story of Peter? Absolutely. Oh, man. Man, talk oh, about that. Oh, he was the worst. Talk like, about that. Talk about my that. man betrayed Jesus three times. <laughs> like, the, the, the rooster crowed three times. Like, it was a situation where people, I felt like God gave him ample opportunities. He was like, I'm going to see, okay, you're going to deny me once. See if you're going to do it again. He did it three times. Mm -hmm. But when you look at how diligent Peter was, like, it's a reason why everybody talks about all of these folks and, oh, they did these different things. It's a reason why Peter was a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. Like, when you think about how diligent it was and how the test and the trials were going to come, but in the midst of that, I see the bigger picture. Exactly. So, in that being a situation, I don't know how far you want to go, how far you want to go into yeah. Peter's story. But when it was a situation where the guards came to take Jesus to get for him to get crucified, he cut off the guards' ear. And Jesus was looking like, you know, you can't, can't be doing that. Yeah. So, you know, he took the ear, put it back on the guard. Like, that's not what we're here for. Okay. But yeah, everybody knows right. Peter was about that life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my man sliced my man's whole ear off. Like, yeah. anybody that's like, if I'm following Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. he, you coming for him, oh, it's a, it's a wrap. It's going down. It's going down. Yeah. But it's a situation where Jesus was like, in the midst of all of that, that's not what we're here for. I see and even saying. he knew, that's the thing. Can you imagine, like, being with somebody? You're following this person. You're living your life, and they know that you're gonna betray. You're gonna uh, betray them later on. Mm. Like that's that's hard, that's man. That's hard. But and then he then he kind of denied that when yeah. Jesus kind of told him he was like, no, I would never. Right? Yeah. Like deny. Like not only do you does the person know that you're gonna deny them, they ask you about it and you still lie. Like. Yeah. In a regular job, oh, we firing your behind. <laughs> like, we're not waiting on that. Like, you lied to us. But it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger purpose. You look at Thomas, another disciple. Yeah. He doubted the fact that it was Jesus with the holes in his hands. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I need to see proof. Wow. But it's just like God made, well, Jesus had these disciples on purpose. He knew that they were going to be ones that were going to have struggles, going to have issues. But he knew that their purpose was going to be bigger than the situations. So... 
Wow. Isn't it crazy how some of these stories like correspond what how we what we deal with today? Yeah. Like yeah. in some way, like we both can we all can connect with what happened in the Bible, Absolutely. even though it's so long ago. Absolutely. That's crazy. The, the beautiful thing about it, man, is it's certain principles, it's certain stories, and when you look at it, it's just like if, if God can use these individuals. Exactly. Like you think about Abraham and Isaac back in the Old Testament. God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. To kill your son. Can you imagine that, bro? You fought, you exactly. got a son, yeah. and God is like, you have to, you know, you gotta get rid of him, sacrifice your son. So as Abraham sat here, I can't even imagine what his eyes was like. He like, bro, you really? Like this one, <laughs> this one come to? You got me here and now you gonna kill me? Like, what kind of family? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But Abraham was that fasted and that invested in realizing that look it's not about us god is, is asking me to do this and mm-hmm. it ain't be a situation where god stopped it anyway mm-hmm. but it's about seeing are you really for god are you really for doing what it is that he's called for you to do regardless as to who it may or may not hurt mm-hmm. granted i don't think god will have anybody do those extreme it's, measures now exactly, you know what i'm saying because yeah. he sent a sacrificial lamb jesus for all of our sins but back then man <laughs> Your faith was tested in ways that exactly. I don't know if I'd be able to make it now. It's just like, oh, like, hold on, Jesus, are you sure about that? Exactly. We need bro. to go. We need to. We go back to the drawing board, right? These but, folks were they were tested, man, but they survived the testing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We and lose a job, we man. Be ready, what? We be, be ready? ready. <laughs> exactly. Ready to every, let everybody have it. I'm exactly. talking like execs, managers, like oh, everybody gonna get theirs, but exactly. it's just like. They let you go, but it's probably something better for you on the horizon. Right. But you got to look at it that way. It's so tough, the to, man, to realize that when you're in the situation, yeah. when you take a st- when you take a few steps back yeah. and be able to look everything in um in perspective, it's just like in a different perspective. It's just like, damn, okay, yeah. God did have a bigger absolutely. You know, God did have a bigger plan for you. Yeah. All right, so um, what does God want from us ultimately? Mm. And this is this is an interesting question because when I think about the reasons why everybody is here. I, my whole thing, and this is just my opinion, I feel everybody who's on this earth is here in the serving business. Okay. And I say the serving business, and I say that in a way where we should use whatever gifts and talents that we've come to develop, come to be graced with, mm-hmm. come to have opportunities to showcase. We should use those for the betterment of our society. Mm. My thing is, when I look at how so many people in Previous generations have put so much onus on, are you a Christian? Do you believe? And things like that. It's like, that's, we get that. That's the, you want to know those particular questions. Mm-hmm. But when I think about why we're here and the the gifts that everybody has, everybody isn't gifted to just walk a person and just tell them their story. You're right. But you got to impact the people that you're in close proximity with the best way you can. And that's simple things is not judging. Simple things as embracing someone for who they are, not for the choices that they make. It's simple things as realizing that, okay, I have my gift. I want to bring encouragement to you. I want to bring enlightenment to you. I want to bring positivity to you. I want to bring love to you, care, joy, peace. All these things that we know represents God. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should take those characteristics and show those selves through us so that others can see God in us and that he can get all the glory at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So when I think about something as simple as, my job, when I'm working in media and things of that nature, I don't want to bring any negativity towards anybody that I come across. Exactly. Because we deal with negative stuff the minute you step foot outside your house. So it's just like in the midst of knowing everything that's going on, 
I want to be that person to where you see a piece in me, you see an encouraging word in me, you see a motivating word in me, because that's God operating in me. God operates differently in different people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say that God isn't using a rap artist just because of his lyrics. He gave him a gift. How he's tending to use that, that's up to him, and that's for him and God to handle that because that's their relationship. Exactly. But for me as a Christian, and I challenge all Christians to not be this person, to not judge, man. Exactly. Like, I get so frustrated when I see so many people that have judged so many people based off of the things that they do. And it's just mm-hmm. like, who are you? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? To judge what one person may be doing. Like, everybody's lifestyle, everybody's choices are different. It's not my job to look at you any differently because of what you do mm-hmm. or the decisions that you make. It's about me encouraging you. It's about me supporting you as a human being, yeah. as a brother, as a sister, specifically in Christ. Like, it's all about uplifting, man. Like, I'm not about to waste my time and energy that I do have on this earth mm-hmm. ridiculing you, chastising you, disrespecting you, belittling you. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's honestly what God calls us for do is to, to encourage us, uplift each other, to motivate each other, to allow us to be together as a people, man, because... That's what this earth is for. Mm-hmm. It's for us to all enjoy equally. So let me tell you this. You know, you said something earlier in regards to sometimes showing showing people the God in us. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes like we're around certain people that mm-hmm. kind of compromises yeah. that spirit in us. Yeah. So and when when I say that, I say that to say like if I'm a person that brings people joy, mm-hmm. happiness, mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't judge anyone, mm-hmm. sometimes you're in the workplace mm-hmm. and there's that one person that, you know, just always mad about yeah. something, that's always angry, that's always going out of their way to, yeah. you know, get someone in trouble. Yeah. Or even your family member. It could be yeah. a person, your significant other. What do you do in those situations where you're trying to give, 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 mm-hmm. and all the person is doing mm-hmm. is taking? Mm-hmm. What do you do when you're, you know, it, it, it could be in any situation, yeah. a friend, a co-worker, a significant other, um, it could be anything. What do you do in those situations when you want to show people the God in you, but it's like they're they're not doing anything but compromising your, what is it, your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're just your whole makeup of what you do and yeah, who, who you are. are. Your yeah. essence is what I, thank you, your yeah. essence is what I want to say. Absolutely. What do you do? Whew, that's a tough one. And the only reason I say that that's a tough one is because some people are graced to work a little bit harder than others. Okay. Um, my thing is I tell folks all the time, regardless as to that, if you see the impact or not, your presence isn't ignored. Mm. Your faith isn't ignored. Your Your interpretation of the individual that you are isn't something that's ignored. And I say it's not ignored because, see, if anybody takes the time to acknowledge you, they're giving you attention. Whether it's positive or a negative acknowledgement. Like if someone is taking the time to say something back to you, they're they're giving you energy because they're receiving the energy. Whether it's obvious that they're receiving it or not. Like if you you talked about, let's say if it's a spouse or someone, they're always combative. Mm-hmm. They're combative because not only is that they're taking what they're saying what you're saying, but they're trying to make sure that they get their point across. But in the midst of them trying to get their point across, they had to hear what you said first. Facts. So my thing is when I see people who a little bit more combative or a little bit more on the defensive. And I run into a lot of people like that in my job where I have to tread carefully. And that's where wisdom comes in. Mm. I challenge everybody, if you have doubts about how to handle things, look at Proverbs. Proverbs is the wisdom book of the Bible. That's a fact. When I tell you, it gives you every, Proverbs 3, 5, and 7. Like, it's, it's, it's very simple steps. Like, acknowledge Christ and he will direct your path. Like, it's a simple thing. So yeah. my thing is, with you knowing 
wisdom, you know, okay, if I'm giving so much to one person and they're not receiving it, I've given enough. You have to back up sometimes. I feel like too many people are so worried on force feeding the word Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. And when you do that, you actually become defensive versus trying to become one who is of assistance. So... Y'all, this is this is getting crazy because I'm trying to throw the, some of the hardest questions at you. <laughs> hey, man. I'm throwing some of the hardest questions at him, but he came prepared. Y'all. Look, man, look, with all I get and get understanding. So in this life that we live, you got to be able to find a way to understand it. Yeah. There's a lot of obstacles that come out there, but you have to treat each and every one with a certain level of trepidation, with a certain level of understanding, guidance, wisdom, and just be able to, to know that some fights... You have to put a little bit more extra strength into others. It's just like, okay, Lord, I've done the best that I can. It's up to you to do the rest. Mm. Well said, brother. Okay, so how important is it to under- to not underestimate the enemy? Whew. Now, the enemy... Okay, all right. So let me break this down because, see, the enemy is is multifaceted. Okay. The enemy is... is It shows its face in different ways. It could be as something... You could, matter of fact... Enemy's so serious, you could be in church and the enemy is all around you. Right. To the point where something very little could bother you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, as I feel like the old saying puts it in the best way possible, where it's, you know, you keep your, I think it's keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But my thing is, when it comes to specifically spiritual enemies and distractions that come along our way, you have to have those, as my mama calls those, go-to scriptures. Mm. And those go-to scriptures are the ones where if you know that something is bothering you, you can feel it if it's stirring up in your spirit, if it's something that's bothering you, mm-hmm. and you know that that yearning is something that's making you uncomfortable, it's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? By, I walk by faith and not by sight. Like, Lord, I know you're there. Just, you know, help me get through this situation. So I feel like it's simple things that... We need to do as a people, mm-hmm. as, a, as a faith, um, that I feel like we're not doing. I feel like we're giving too much onus on a lot of stuff that's out there that are designed as distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look about, matter of fact, you look at how America is today. Everybody can, you can be anything you want to be. Exactly. Whether it's, if you want to be gender specific or not, mm-hmm. whether you want to be race specific or not. Whether you want to be eth- ethnically inclined to one or two different groups, however you want to be, it's so everybody has an opinion. There's so many options out there, mm-hmm. but a lot of those options come with a lot of detrimental side effects. Mm. And when I say that, I mean that a lot. Of, I'm, I'm treading carefully because see, a lot of folks will see this and they'll hear this and they'll be like, "So, is there not a specific way to combat? How do you know what's good and what's not?" Exactly. You'll know what's good and what's not because if it's something that's bad, it's not going to sit well with you. Right. It's just like when you talked about that that spouse or that friend or whatever that is bothering you or that seems to be combative. You can tell when something's bothering you. It's, it's turning. It's, it's messing up your spirit. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you have to be able to either fight it or you have to be able to let it go. You're right. And so my thing is when it comes to the demons and the, the issues and the demonic forces, which is what I call them, because anything that's not God-like for me is the exact opposite. Yeah, that's a fact. So if it's not coming from God and I don't feel good about it, it's something that's negative, whether it's negative energy, negative circumstance, whatever it is, you have to find a way to get rid of that and combat that immediately because it's just like you don't want to give more time and attention and mm-hmm. energy to it because a lot of folks will say, Oh, well, I didn't open up the door. I was like, but you cracked it, though. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Right. The fact that you cracked it, that's all the enemy needs is a small crack. So you have to guard yourself, man, against everything out here. 
It's tough because I feel like in life, man, the enemy is on you 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 365, there isn't no break. So I feel like a lot of us got to, you know, keep our eyes open and pay attention to what we let into our lives. Like you said, all they need is just a crack. Absolutely. You know and I mean? in addition to that, man, when I think about some of the, the simplest things that we fight, let's say you're on your way to work mm-hmm. and you're dealing with someone that just cuts you off in traffic, your mind goes to, and if... Most people are like this. You go like, yo, like, <laughs> boy, I swear if it was me, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I handle them how I want to handle exactly. them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you have to tap into something that's greater. Because you yeah. think about the biggest gift that God gave us is free will. He mm-hmm. lets you do whatever it is you want to do. True. But you got to know that whatever you do, there's consequences that come with that. You're right. So if you tap that person that, you know, got over on you in the lane, there's consequences that could come there. You don't know if this person is strapped. You don't know if this person could cause that accident could cause a whole another accident. You have to think ahead. You know what I'm saying. So that's why I feel like, I feel like it's very important for us to just think before we speak and think before we act. Wow, my man said a mouthful. Hey man, listen man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me say this, and this is this is very controversial. Are there people out there who exploit Christianity? Ooh, woo. you know what I'm. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tackle this one. We're gonna tackle this one with wisdom in mind. Okay. So the Bible warns you of people who are false prophets. Okay. And when I say they're false prophets, there are a lot of people that may not necessarily lead you astray from Christianity, mm-hmm. but they'll just put in the thought that, well, they don't have an answer for this, so it can't be true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I think about things like that and how there's a lot of people out there who are they don't know how to specifically get you to not be a Christian. They just want you to specifically look at why this is okay for you to do. And this is okay for you to do. And this is okay for you to do. So the more things that they put in your eye that are okay to do, you start taking the eye back from your actual faith. Mm. And so for me, I think it's very important for you to be mindful of what it means to have a personal relationship with God. Because see, you're not going to get all of your answers just from reading a whole bunch of scriptures. God proves himself to be different in each and everybody's life. And so based off of how he's been in your life allows you to gauge how to handle certain people, how to handle certain things. Like it's not a moment where, um, well, excuse me, I'll tell you that back. It's been moments where I've sat in church, in my home church, mm-hmm. heard a message and didn't agree with some of the things that he said. And there's nothing wrong with that because, see, my thing is we're all people. We all have different perspectives. We all have our own ways of interpreting things. Okay. But when you have a personal relationship with God, you can go back and look at a scripture, pray on it, ask God if he can show you insight and revelation as to what something actually means. Because, mm. see, some people, and I, I, I'm, I'm a real stickler when it comes to not being one of these people who, just because the pastor says something deep, everybody's like, oh, man, that was a word. I was like, was it a word? Or, like, did, did you hear what he said? Exactly. Do you know what he means? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you aware of what this actually means, means in your life. Exactly. Because, see, he could be saying it from one perspective, and because it sounds good, and you got six people over here clapping, you feel like you're obligated to clap. I'm not one of those people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I've grown to be one of those folks who I'm like, if something doesn't sit right, okay, I'm going to put a pen in there. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to look it up later and try to come up with my own interpretation where it's most applicable in my life. Okay. But in the world that we're living in now with so many different opinions and so many different biases and, and so many flaws, it's easy for you to get distracted. It's easy for you to see um, certain things, specifically Christianity being one of being problematic. And the reason I say Christianity is because think about when you look at the news, 
And when you hear about pastors being exploited for X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's coming from the Catholic or the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And when I see those cases that are coming out, it bothers me. But it bothers me more so not on the fact that this person did something wrong, but because there are enough people out there gullible enough to see that and throw that and put it on the whole faith. Mm-hmm. Like if you see one pastor who said, oh, I need to collect money for my private jet. That don't mean all pastors are out there trying to get money from y'all just to live a better lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's what comes with the wisdom of knowing where you put your heart, where you put your heart, I mean, your your ears, where you put your spirit, all of that. Like, I feel like that's very important as far as knowing where it is that you get your word from. Because mm-hmm. with it being so many different false prophets out there, you have to be aware of who's saying what. You know what I'm saying? So it's something as simple as that. You're right. You said some real shit, man. So, I mean, do you think that kind of affects people from being believers of the word because of the people that exploit Christianity. Yeah. Like these these figures that are um are in these mega churches yeah. that, you know, all about um I want to be transparent, all about the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. s- and you you can tell this by certain things that, you know, that they have that come with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the houses, the mm-hmm. jets and stuff like that. And a lot yeah. of people don't like to really address this because you know, they kind of like develop the narrative. Okay, you know, God wants us to have these things, mm-hmm. and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But, but how do you feel about that specifically? So, it's interesting because the first two churches that I was a full on member of, both of them were mega churches. Okay. I don't want to name drop because I feel like that's unnecessary. Okay, but there were mega churches, and one of them, in particular, the first one. It was a little bit rougher to be a part of because I saw something I didn't know. First off my own personal relationship with God at the time. I was just kind of there because my parents had me there. But some of the things that I saw, I didn't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older and I started to do my own research on said individuals, I realized at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's a church, but it's still a business. Facts. You still got to keep your lights on. Facts. You still have people on payroll. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So while I may not agree with certain ways that certain people move, I do understand that while this is a, a faith-based community and a faith-based establishment there's still money that needs to be involved now my thing is when it comes to certain pastors that are in mega churches and you know they have x y and z things that they may say or do that i may or may not agree with or people may or may not agree with as a whole that goes back to the whole wisdom perspective like what is it that brought me here Okay. What is it that allowed me to want to be okay with dealing with this minister? Because mm-hmm. my thing is just because I'm a part of a minister or a minister's ministry mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have to succumb to some of the things that he does. Exactly. My thing is I'm there for the word of God. Exactly. I trust you as a vessel based off of wisdom to know that whatever it is that you're saying is going to lead me to realize, okay, I need to continue to strengthen my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and I've heard this a lot here recently, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah. And my thing is, I can understand why people say that, but I go back to the old school way of in the Bible where two or three are gathered, the Lord is there in the midst. So my thing is, there's nothing better than being in the midst of other like-minded individuals that are of the same faith that can help strengthen you as a person. Mm. Now with that, like I said, wisdom is a very important key because you have to know where that place is for you to be in that group of believers. Mm. Because see, I'm not going to go to... I'm just going to say his name. I'm not going to go to uh, Bishop Jake's church just because it's Bishop Jake's. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I need to go to see what kind of word he is, you know, preaching. I need to go and see what it is about him and get confirmation from the Lord within myself that this is where I'm supposed to be. 
You know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like too many people will see a name and they assume the negative because of whatever story is. You're right. And it sucks because I look at media and media, unfortunately, the way that we are in now thrives on negativity. Right. Negative always sells when honesty is kind of on the back burner. Yeah. So if you see a headline, mega church pastor asked for X amount of dollars for his own private jet. It's just like you can't take that and just run with that. You have to be actually, you have to do your own research. research. You're right. And when you do your own research, you can kind of... Like I said, use wisdom to understand, okay, this is something that I need to let go. This is something I need to, you know, move past, whatever the case may be. You're right, you're right. So I feel like we just, as a people, need to do more research before we jump to conclusions. Because, see, doing what we what I just said is doing the one thing that we shouldn't do as Christians, which is judge. Which is judge. You're right. You said some real shit just now. Okay, so what, what are your thoughts on atheism? So when it comes to atheism and this the, 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 the thought of just not believing in God... For me, I don't agree with it just because I've seen God be real in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not up to me, and I want to challenge everybody who is a Christian who may have um, atheist friends. It is not your job to to base judgment on them not believing in God just because you may or may not understand it. Mm -hmm. I get so frustrated when I hear so many people who will hear, oh, you're an atheist, and think that something is wrong with them just because of their belief. My thing is, as a Christian, to be Christ-like, we need to understand why it is that this person may or may not have this feeling or, or excuse me, may or may not believe in God or whatever, whatever has happened in this person's life. Understand why. Don't try. I'm, I'm tired of folks trying to just sway people all the time. Yeah. Get to right. know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm someone isn't just going to become an atheist just off the strength of being an atheist. It's underlying issues. You see what I'm saying? It's underlying issues. Like you said, it's, it's something that happened, has gone on, whether in some cases, actual, in actuality, my people don't want to talk about this. Some initial Christians were pushed into Christianity too hard. And yeah. because of that, I don't feel like dealing with this guy thing. Like, this junk was too much. Exactly. So now those are the same people that know the word, know God, and just like, I ain't rocking with it and become an atheist. Mm-hmm. So you have those people. So it's, it's always an underlying issue. Mm-hmm. And so for us as Christians, when we see something that may or may not go with what we understand, figure it out. Try to figure out what it is. Talk to this person. Have a conversation. Why is it that you feel you're an atheist? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you feel like you believe in X, Y, and Z? Why is it that you feel that, you know, this story may not or may or may not be applicable to you. Like when I think about people in I'm, I'm you say this is controversial, I'm about to get there, so folks put your seatbelts on. <laughs> like a lot of Christians okay. have the issue with people of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. My thing is, are y'all taking the time to find out why these individuals are a part of it? Are you saying that they can't be a Christian because they're a part of it? Mm. Like what kind of are y'all not hearing the judgment behind that? Yeah. The bias, the frustration, the unnecessary ridicule. Yeah. That goes on, and that bothers me a lot because I know some of the most gifted individuals that are part of that community were raised and grew up in the in church, church. Yeah. and are still active in it. Yeah. So my thing is, I challenge all Christians out there, regardless as to what generation you're coming from, specifically the millennials that are coming up, take the judgment glasses off. You're right. Find out what people are really going through. Get to know the person. And you'd be surprised at how God can still use you in the midst of knowing and understanding what these people have gone through, man. Right. And I think I think the reason why we all fall um, fall victim to judging, you know, 
to 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 casting people out, I think it's because none of us are being held accountable. Yeah. Like if we're in a conversation mm. and I hear one of my friends or my family members passing judgment yeah. or lying on someone, yeah. you know what I mean, or cursing them out, not yeah. using the language that we are supposed to yeah. within the culture of Christianity, we need to hold them accountable. Absolutely. Like, hey, that's not right. Right. That's not okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I feel like we all kind of like have this passive nature, like, you know what? You yeah, bro, I think that's funny as hell. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. you, bro. I ain't tripping. That's none of my business. Right. When we need to, if if we're going to consider us ourselves as Christians, absolutely, we need to be able to say, "Hey, that's not okay." That's it. Hey, bro. You know what? Yeah. That's your thoughts, and I respect what you're saying. Right. What I don't respect what you're saying, but just don't say that around me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I feel like, in addition to that, man, if you look in the Bible, the one time that Jesus got mad was yeah. when they were doing things out of order in his house. This man flipped the tables. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like, "Y'all out here." Gambling and doing all this crazy stuff when this is supposed to be this is supposed to be my house like this is supposed to be a place to worship it's supposed to be a place for a fellowship of, of doing things the right way and y'all out here jacking stuff up mm. and that was the one time in the Bible that God excuse me that Jesus really got mad and my thing is we have to stop being people who aren't open to hear because mm. my thing is you have to have a, what I what I say is a heart to hear and a, a spirit to listen now when I say that it's because too many people that are Christians will look at things as a black and white issue when it's just like, it's obviously more than two colors in the rainbow. That's a fact. So for you to take the time to actually get to know the people that are actually out here in this life living these lives that, you know, that they're living, get to know them. Mm -hmm. Get to know why it is that you're doing this. It's not my job to judge you. God is going to move in your life the way, same way he's moved in mine in whatever capacity. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, I'll look at someone like, I'll just say the baby right now, since he's one of the hottest artists out right now. Okay. That man acknowledges God in everything he does. Okay. Like, even his nickname was Baby Jesus, like, way back. Exactly. He had to switch it, you know, for marketing purposes. Exactly. He didn't want to go down that road. Mm. But it's just like, when you have the God factor in you, it's not up to me to determine how that God factor works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's up to God to work his way in you for me to accept you as a brother or sister in Christ and to be on one accord. Like, I may not like everything you do, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I like everything you say, but when it's all said and done, you do have to hold people accountable as to the actions that they choose, but I'm the judging and holding accountable are two different things. You're right. And I feel like a lot of people, it's easier for you to judge than for you to hold someone accountable. Right. Holding someone accountable doesn't mean that I'm telling you what's right or what's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just me allowing you to realize, look, there are certain standards, you know what I'm saying, that we should be upholding as Christians. You're right. Now, if I see someone that's judging, I'm like, hey, man, you know, that's that's not for us to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's too right. many people out there doing that now. You're right. Now, us supposed to be this, this body of believers, why is it that we seem to be the ones that are struggling the most to do that? <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying these are conversations that a lot of people don't want to have because they don't like the truth being put in their face. You're right. And for me being one of those people, I consider myself... So you you know the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. So I consider myself like Charlemagne a little bit. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because he's not afraid to ask the difficult questions, questions regardless yeah. as to the outcome. Exactly. Because Charlemagne, he'd have had his battles. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He'd have had his moments where it was like, look, we about five seconds from scrapping. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm not going to allow my frustration with what you said to stop me from getting to know why you think the way you, you think. think. Exactly. Why you believe the way you believe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we took on that honest, man, we'd be a lot better off as a people and as a as a faith-based religion. Mm. 
Bro, I'm at a loss for words, man. Listen, on to the next question. Look, man. I, <laughs> on to the next come on with it. Uh, I'm, I'm here to, to talk about these things because okay. I feel like a lot of people, specifically in our generation, just don't want to have those conversations You're right. because they're too nervous. You're right. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to step on anybody's toes. Nah, but I see, my thing is, you got to. You got to. You know to. what I'm saying? Like, they say pressure makes diamonds. You're right. Does anybody want to undertake that pressure to become the diamond or you just want to come out of diamond? I think that's why we all, as millennials, we feel too entitled. Come on, man. I mean, when you think about it, who wouldn't feel entitled, bro? You got the world as your oyster, bro. Right. Like, you can do anything. Brian has seen folks go from... My man, uh, King, is it Key... Was it Keyron or something like that? Yeah, Keyron, yeah. yeah. This man was locked up, now making... I don't know how much money just based off of social media. Yeah. So it's just like, bro, anything is possible for anybody. You're right. So yeah, you're gonna feel like you got it all together. But you just need to humble yourself and know that you don't. That you don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you stop putting the car before the horse and get to the work. And I think I think that's the thing. We all have um identity crisis. Right? Yeah. We, oh man. We all wanna be ballers. Man. We, we all wanna mimic what we see on the ground. We all wanna act like we have it all together, but at the end of the Come day. Come on, bro. Let me tell you something about Instagram, man. When it's specifically Instagram, who do you know puts their real issues and frustrations on Instagram? Everybody is living their best life. On Instagram. On Instagram. It's rare on social you... media in general. Yeah. Everybody is showing you the best parts of their life. It's rare that you get the real... The issue. real vulnerability. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's the right, real right. underlying issues. Yeah. And it's frustrating because you have people that are cutting corners trying to get what they think is the reality. Mm-hmm. And see, if you look at the people that have the success, that have the money, that have the following, they'll even tell you it's not an easy road. It's not. But if you think about it, if we're millennials, we think we're entitled... We think we're owed to be in this opportunity, and we're not even willing to put in the work. It's gonna be nothing but chaos. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Everybody want to be as Kevin Hart said. Everybody want to be famous. Don't nobody want to put the work in. <laughs> I tell folks, nah, man. This is just a side note. I'm like, man, you get pissed off if you get 20 folks to comment on your picture and one person say something jacked up to you. You're right. And you got what 2,000 followers. You're right. You think you can handle 1.3 million? No. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> nah. Ain't no way. Because see, we live in a society now where. It went from being that one person to comment to say something negative yeah. to saying something negative, getting the most likes yeah. on that negative comment and trying to comment under that person. Like it's, it's like tears yeah. to the entitlement. Yeah. You know what I'm You're saying? Right. And it's, right. it's cause of the divide, honestly. Yeah. Because everybody's stepping over the next person, a crabs in a barrel mentality. Man, listen. Hey, man, I, you, you you brought me on here. Yes, sir. I'm going to say what it is that need to be said. We're going to be authentic. You feel me? Authentic, transparent. transparent. I care about everybody just like the next person. Yes, My sir. thing is I'm not going to hold anything back simply because certain things need to be said. Exactly. Okay, I got another question. I'm, I'm listen, y'all. I'm trying my best to the, the hardest questions at this young man, and he's just like hey, Mike man. Tyson. He's knocking them out. Hey, man. When it's all said and done, it's not going to be an opportunity that I'm not going to be giving that God's not going to provide and I'm not going to speak what's on my heart. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say anything out of ill will, out of malice, out of disrespect. I'm going to be honest. And if you can't accept my honesty, then you can't accept me and the God in me. Do y'all hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, okay. All right. I feel like we got a little uh, distracted. Okay, so would you say the people of the Gen Z era had a stronger belief system in the culture of religion mm-hmm. in comparison to millennials? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, th- just think about this simple statement. Would you think our millennial generation survived a civil rights era? 
Will we survive slavery? That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Because because I feel like we do have a group of people that are still out here trying, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's a lot of us that are just talkers Mm -hmm. and that aren't doers. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's because of social media. Yeah. We have this platform where we're okay with, you know, putting our opinions and thoughts and, you know, making a cool post, Mm -hmm. but who's really out there that's willing to go on the front lines absolutely for what they believe in absolutely in addition to that when I look at how everybody is so like you said everybody has an opinion everybody has a thought when they're on social media Mm -hmm. it's just like do you realize number one if you're a person of notoriety of a celebrity of sorts do you realize that people will take what it is that you're saying and they will make that their priority feeling Mm. they will take that and they will base their judgments off of you because they look at you as a person of influence. Mm-hmm. Now, let's back it up a little bit and look at the people who are just your everyday Jim and Jack that's just out here wilding on Instagram or on social media. You don't understand the ramifications as to who's seeing these things. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, with you saying all these things, and I tell people all the time, with stuff that you put on social media, do you realize your future can have a, a say-so in what it is you're saying? Well. Like, if you out here getting pissed off that your boyfriend did something wild or your girlfriend you feel is tripping, how is that adding any value to you? You know what I'm saying? How is that adding any value to who you're going to become, who you want to become? And I feel like you look at folks that, you know, talk reckless on social media, they didn't start off talking reckless on social media. They put in the groundwork first. Facts. But we're living in a a place now where everybody feels that, oh, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and I shouldn't have to deal with any consequences because of that. Right. Well, that's not exactly how it works now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, If you got someone like Kevin Hart who's still facing backlash over a joke yeah. that he said 10 years ago. Yeah. A joke. Like, this was said to make people laugh. Exactly. And this man got lost out on opportunity because of a joke. Mm-hmm. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I look at folks who say stuff, and I'm like, you weren't playing when you said exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> you were dead serious. Exactly. And you feel like you're not going to be held, held accountable. Your actions? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Matter of fact, nowadays, it's to the point now, I remember I went to a radio station, I'm asking for an internship, and I just, they let me, they took me on a tour of the facility so everything worked. Mm-hmm. They had a specific section who monitored social media. Wow. Whether it was people they were bringing on, whether it was, they were looking for key words that were being said about their program. Wow. All of that. This was their, the specific department. So it's like, that's the era that we live in now, where everything you say and do and post online can affect your future. Mm-hmm. And I look at certain tweets that I see folks tweeting, and I'll see that, and I'm just like, yeah, bro, you may not get that that job that you should that you deserve, but because of you feeling hot in the moment, you're going to say something wild on social media, and that could cost you a very good opportunity. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just feel like, and as going back to wisdom, you have to be wise about what it is that you post and how you feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to, that's why I've, it's, it's important to have someone to talk to. You know what I'm saying? When I look at the previous generation, getting back on topic, when I think about the previous generation, they had each other. Exactly. Like, when you think about the 70s, man, 60s, like, people were united as a people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, specifically, you know, African Americans, like, we 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 had faith and we had each other. Mm-hmm. We had good music. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were happy to be a proud people. And we're willing to talk to each other, man. Everybody's now is like, I don't need therapy. Well, you need somebody to talk to because social media ain't doing it for you. Facts. All you got is a whole bunch of people commenting on what you're dealing with. And they might not, they might not even understand the severity of your situation. And they'll just look at it and they may say something that you may not like. Now you pissed off even more yeah. than when you first commented. So it's just like we need to take the time 
to do what our previous generation did, which was talk to each other, man. Yeah. Get you a good friend. Figure out what it is that you're dealing with, bro. I'm tired of this, you know what I'm saying, situation I'm dealing with. I'm tired of such and such and one more one. Have someone that you can talk to, that you can develop a camaraderie with, that you can be able to get things off your chest with, that you can be able to vent to, that you can be able to understand, look, I can go this person versus going to my Instagram, my Facebook, where people don't really care Yeah. what it is that I'm dealing right. with. So... I don't know, man. Our previous generation, they, they they were open, man. They talked to each other. Yeah. Like, if you would have told our previous generation that there would be a time where you could download an app on your phone and decide whether you like or want to have interest in somebody, yeah. you could just meet up with them. Yeah. Like, they would have been looking at you like, boy, if you don't go on with yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I met, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Sally Mae down the street. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She was trying to go out tonight on the town Friday yeah. night. Exactly. So our story, our story's coming. a little bit different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, but that's that entitlement, I feel like. Nowadays, you don't have to because it's, there's no need for it. Mm. But I feel like with something as simple as that, man, you need people to talk to, man. So what are your closing thoughts on everything? Just as far as like... Anything that you have to say to millennials in regards to the culture of religion, the yeah. culture of faith, yeah. what, what, what would you like to say to my audience? Well, first off, I want to, because I don't want anybody to think that I have it all the way together when mm-hmm. they hear this. I'm flawed, just like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. I just know that my background is one that stems pretty deep when it comes to religion. Okay. I can understand why people can get turned away from. I've seen certain things. I've experienced certain things. I've done certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I could see why. But my thing is, I just want to encourage everybody out there who may be struggling to deal with Christianity or whatever religion is that you're dealing with. My thing is, it's not my job to pressure you or to force you to understand my story because it's mine. Exactly. I have my own personal relationship with God. I just want you to see the God in me. And so if it works, hopefully that you be able to realize, you know what I'm saying? I want to check out this Christianity thing because I saw... And I heard how real this was in Niles' life. Mm. I like to have that type of connection with a higher power that's bigger than me. Mm. Because, see, this life isn't designed for you to go by yourself, man. You're right. Like, it's too much stuff out there. So it's like I feel my goal in this life, specifically on this podcast today, is to just encourage everybody that's going through things. Like, realize you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Realize that God loves you, mm-hmm. and to realize that it's all about your own personal relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like we don't, we shouldn't focus so much on how it is that we go about talking to God. Right. You know, back in the day, everybody was, "Oh, Heavenly Father, the gracious God, we come to you now." Sometimes I don't have time for that. It's like, Lord, you know what it is that I'm dealing with. You know my <laughs> thoughts. You know my ways. I just need you to help me. Exactly. Like, just help me, please. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, but I know that because you're greater than me, yeah. you can help me make it through. Exactly. So my whole thing is when I think about this whole podcast, I don't want anyone to think that it's about knowing a whole bunch of scriptures. It's about knowing a whole bunch of Bible stories. It's about just reading and understanding for your betterment as a person and as a faith believer. Yeah. It's something as simple as that. Um Making sure that you 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 focus on that scripture that I gave earlier, Ecclesiastes nine eleven. I feel like that's the scripture everybody should hold on to, whether you're a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, nobody likes to see themselves putting in a lot of work and then see somebody else who wasn't putting that much work surpass them. That's gonna frustrate you. It's gonna make you mad. Like that could have been me. Well, that's not your race. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's why the race isn't given 
to the swift nor to the strong, but to him that endures. You have to be one to realize that the endurance part has no time limit on it. Yes, sir. And it has no time frame. Yes, sir. So when you realize that you're on your own race, you're on your own time, you're on your own path, do what you're supposed to do accordingly and the rest will show forth, man. Okay, so now do you have any challenges for my audience? Is there anything that you would like to challenge my audience in doing for this, this upcoming year? So what are we in? November now? Yes, sir. I challenge anybody before the start of 2020, because see, 2020 is going to change a lot of people's perspectives simply because of the political race that we're running into that's yes, coming sir. up. Yes, sir. The changes that we're running into is for certain laws and just people as they develop, because we never know what 2020 has in mind. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, one of the biggest challenges for all of those out there, you look at how your life has been this far up until November 2000, doesn't matter the day, November 2019. Mm -hmm. And you look at that, and if you can, find it within yourself to just simply ask God or the higher being that you believe in. For me, it's God. Lord, allow me to be better in 2020 than I've been in 2019. Mm. My thing is, I always strive to tell people, be good today so that you can be great tomorrow and be phenomenal for the future. So it's just like put in the groundwork now. Realize what it is that you're doing. When I humble yourself, please humble yourself mm -hmm. and realize that it could be worse. But in order for it to be better, you got to put in the work. Yeah. So when I'm putting in the work, you have to realize that there's no time frame on things. You have to work according to God's time. You have to work according to the time where that may not be what it is that you want. But you know that it's going to be on the right time. I'd like to add to that. Um, what I challenge everyone out there to do is to pray more. Yeah. Pray. That's real. Pray pray even, you know, not a lot of people like to say, don't only pray when it's going well. Yeah. Pray when it's going, pray all the time. Absolutely. In any situation. Absolutely. Include God in any situation that you have going on. Absolutely. And it'll turn around for you. Um, I think 2019 was a, a very humbling year mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that I was real strong in, in the roots of my faith. Yeah. But I've been through a couple of things. Oh, yeah. You've been I've, through some yeah, hell on yeah. earth. I done been through some hell this year that showed me, hey, bro. Yeah. Nah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, you thought you had it, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Let me show you how you don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's those things that kind of, like, help us, you know, have a, um, help us deal with yeah. the truth. Absolutely. And what's really going on. Absolutely. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like, when I, to add to that, man, one of the funniest quotes out there is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Ooh. If you want to make him laugh, <laughs> tell him what you got planned out. And watch how he moves in your life where it may or may not be how yeah. you wanted it to be. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So, praying, praying is... Praying is essential, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, whether it's the simplest quiet prayer, whether it's an out loud prayer, and sometimes... It's going to be bad. We're going to have to just drop on your knees. You ain't lying. Like, I, when I was at my job and I didn't get this position that I wanted and it was some stuff that I was dealing with, I dropped on my knees right then. I was yeah. like, Lord, I don't know how. Bruh. But I know that you're better than that. You ain't lying. Like, Bruh. and that's what, that's what it takes, though. Like, God not going to give a weak battle to a strong warrior. Yes, sir. He going to challenge you. I was just telling my girl the other day. I said, when I heard that, I heard, I seen that on a meme. Come I said, on, man. I said, God, please don't throw no battles. By the way, I ain't that, that strong. Look, man. Look, man. But see, that's the thing about it is because sometimes you don't know your strength until it's been tested. You're right. It's just you like being in right. the gym. You don't know you can bench 300 until you done bench 240. Until you get that 300. Like, boy, that thing, boy. <laughs> that thing heavy. But you know you got it. Exactly. With, with work. With hard work. With, 
with practice, with a diligence to want to do it. Because that's the thing about it, too. I challenge those out there as well. Yeah. You got to be diligent in this, man. got to be. It's not a one-stop shop. You're right. It's not like, yo, I'm going to pray to God once and he's going to cover me for 2020. Mm-hmm. That is not how it works. You're right. Each and every day you wake up, thank him for waking you up because somebody did it. Even time you get to work, thank him for allowing you to get to work. You mm-hmm. have a job. You have money in your pocket. Right. You have food. You know what I'm saying? You have clothes. Like It's simple things that you got to thank God for. And, and just to you know, close it out on my behalf, I want to say, and if you feel, even if you feel like you're strong within your faith, you know, befriend those yeah. that are stronger. Absolutely. You got faith. to be the... So the, when you're at yeah. your lowest point... Yeah. Those people can help Absolutely. because you know the person that you know embodies that within my life is my sister. There you go. You know my sister. Whenever I get weak, she be like, "Nah, bro, yeah. that's not the way." There you go. You know that's. Not, I'll be like, "Hey, I'm finna go crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm finna turn up. <laughs> I ain't about to do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got another way. It's not, it's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we try to come with our own answers. Yeah. You see, it's my sister and it's my older brother. Yeah. And those people are the people that are deep rooted within their faith, that, and that helps me. Absolutely. It kind of helps me get back on track whenever Absolutely. I try to deviate and go by my own way like yeah. hey bro I'm finna handle this my way yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. and they just acknowledge that and say that's the enemy talking yeah. you need to you know dial it back a little yeah. bit pray and go. then come back to it absolutely and absolutely. I, I, that's just my final thought so when can I get yeah. you back on a show fam? hey man I ain't trying to man I ain't trying to bite off my man solo shout out to solo <laughs> but I want to say when I get some better stuff going but you know what I'm saying considering the, the platform that you have brother anytime you feel you'd like to have me on I'm down for it because I know your audience is, is is a bright audience. Yes, sir. You're not going to have anybody on the platform that you don't see progressing and doing well. So my thing is, anytime you like me to come on, whether it's religion talk, whether it's regular talk, because mm-hmm. y'all think I'm deep on religion. Yes, sir. I got regular life things I, I can talk about, too. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? But whatever you have me, bro, like whenever the platform or the opportunity presents itself, I'm down for the cause because it's about others. It's not about us. You know what? And what I'm gonna do is I've never done this before, but when I when, if whoever's listening, I'm gonna post this on my um my podcast page. Whoever could come up with the toughest question <laughs> for my boy Niles here, whoever has the toughest question and I feel like it's the toughest, I'm gonna give away okay. a two hundred and fifty dollar gift card. Woo! And hold me to that. I want everybody that's listening to this. If you can come up with a tough question for my boy Niles, wow. and we both can agree on that, yeah. that was a very. <laughs> you know very, what? I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna put some money towards that. Ooh. I'm gonna put some money towards that. We'll just. We'll discuss numbers later. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I ain't gonna go out there and put hey, two fifty on it. I put two fifty on it. Listen, for all my loyal listeners, for all my loyal supporters, if you hear this, I want you guys to comment under the, under the post. If you have a great question, because I feel like I've asked some very important questions, I've asked some very thorough questions, but mm-hmm. I feel like I missed out on a lot too. Well, you you gave a lot, and my thing is, when you give a lot, you're gonna receive a lot. Yes, sir. So whoever comments, whoever posts. It's going to affect somebody just right. because of the topic at hand. You you accepted the challenge to talk about it. I accepted to bring on and talk about it. So from here on out, brother, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Okay. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I know you're here for it. Yes, sir. So let's get it. I'm putting $250 up. So you know yeah, I'm like I said, we're going to discuss numbers. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can put 250 hey, I know I can match so, a smooth 100 so, so what y'all do is I want y'all to comment. And if you, if you, you know... If you can go ahead and take it a step further, please, you know, repost it, put it on your story. Absolutely. Um, and then just, you know, tag us. Tag Absolutely. us, bro, because it's $250. Online. I know anybody can use Come on, $250. Come on, everybody bro. can. What a- you mean? Everybody, anybody can use $250. As so. tough as it is out here, I don't care.
care if it's for J's or gas money. I promise you, everybody can use it. Matter of fact, I want to open up my DM as well. So um, I'm at the end, we're gonna I'm gonna shout out my social media handles. But um, I like for people if you have questions that you may want on a personal level that yes, I can sir. just help ask or answer, or if you just have certain things you want to tell me. Like yeah. I'm I'm a student, exactly. So I'm always humble. Exactly. I love to hear whatever one has to say. If you have a question, if you have a statement about something that you feel that I say you may not have agreed with, yes, let's talk about it. I don't want folks to think that, okay, he said that, I don't like it, he tripping. It's just like, nah, tell me why you don't agree with exactly. it. So we can come to understanding because that's what it's all about. Exactly. Okay, yeah, man. Go ahead and shout out the um, so every, handle. So every social handle is Niles Curry. I keep everything professional, N-I-L-E-S-C-U-R-R-Y. You guys send me a DM, shoot me a comment, whatever the case may be. Um, if you just want to chop it up just to have someone you can talk to, because as I mentioned earlier, it's always good to have somebody that you can talk exactly. to. I always have the ear to exactly. hear and the heart to listen. So if you guys want to talk, you know what I'm saying, I could drop my number in there. We could shoot it up. We could text, call, whatever the case may be. I love to allow myself to be open so the others yeah. can have a platform where they can be like, look, man, I'm going through some stuff. I just want you to hear me out. And if I can give wisdom in the, in the journey, that's my that's my goal, baby. That's what we're here for. Man, let's see. You guys, you, it's been a pleasure. Yes, and sir. And also a privilege just to have Mr. Niles Curry on the show. Come on, man. I didn't think I was going to be able to take it a step further after <laughs> Megan's episode. Hey, man. Because she's a tough act yeah, to follow, shout bro. shout out to Megan. She, she, she has a heart full of energy. Yeah, her resources are crazy. I learned a lot listening to her. Shout out to Solo as well. <laughs> yeah. But the like-minded individuals that you have, bro, it's going to get better each and every time. I'm just thankful to be a part of this journey. Man, you t- like you kind of set the bar a little high. Hey, man. My How thing is, look, man, everybody that's been set high, it's not impossible to make it higher. So it's like if you, if you feel this bar has been set high, I challenge whoever it is that comes on after this, take that bar up, baby. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only way we're going to grow, baby. You got to take that bar up. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody, Alabama, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my home team. Yeah. We've been holding on a championship for a while, but you know what I'm saying? If you really want to beat the best, you got to take it up or not. <laughs> now, I ain't saying I'm the best, you know what I'm saying? But hey, claim if it, my bro. man said, oh, for sure. Claim definitely, it. definitely. Okay, I'm claiming it right now. <laughs> Matter of fact, he told me to claim. I'm claiming, right, I'm claiming right now that I'm the best on this podcast. Ooh. So if you feel like you got something else to say, whether it's religion or whatever, come on with it. Thank I'm saying I'm saying that bar up there, baby. Hey, listen. Thank you man. for having me, man. It's been a huge blessing. Man, I look listen, forward to the I best. I gotta get you back. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get you up here with Megan Solo and a few others that Ooh, had like that was a staple on the show. Come on, baby, trying to put Brady, yes. Jordan, we Kobe on the same table. Those are the heavy hitters, and we're gonna make sure okay. we kill it, man. Because I feel like a lot of people are gonna be able to listen to this and take from it, yeah. and be able to utilize it within their lives, within the situations that God put them into. Absolutely. Whether it be a a positive or negative one, the one, anything that shapes their journey. You know, I feel like you were able to drop a few gems, drop a few examples that you've been through. Yeah. And that's somebody else that's going to be able to use and or probably empathize with. You know, I feel like they've came from that. You know what I mean? So. Niles, you did your thing, brother. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I, I want to thank you so much for allowing yourself to be used by God to come up with this platform. Oh, man. Like Millennials Club, come on, man. There's a lot of strong individuals out there that need this platform. Yes, sir. There's a lot of folks that you need to touch with this platform. Yes, sir. So the best is yet to come, baby. We just started. Woo! Next time on the Millennial Club. <laughs> yes, sir.